the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back again. Summer's winding down. Labor Day is around the corner. Volume is light. Moves in the market can be exaggerated up or down because of that. Let's bring in Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com, to talk about the big issues on the market. Patrick, I loved your headline this morning on your pinned piece tied towards seriousness. I appreciate that, Rob. Thanks. How much time do you put into being creative? Because I think that's actually, it helps people. Well, I tell you what, uh, I think it's uh, proportional to the uh, the amount of sleep I get each night. So, uh, honestly, not a lot of time. <laughs> it just kind of, I think, I'm a little stir-crazy in the morning, and uh, it kind of leads to some uh, uh, more entertaining titles, if you will. So, just so it's not an inside joke, Patrick pins page one, which is a pre-open analysis of the news that drives the markets. And today it was getting serious. Yesterday I was driving and I heard John Kerry talk about, well, there's a serious cross the line and we're going to do something about it. Now we're looking like probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, three days of strikes. And the market probably doesn't like that. What's your take on this? Yeah, well, you know, one just kind of side take is so much for the element of surprise, right? You know, I, I didn't go to West Point or anything, but I thought that was a key thing in, in battle. <laughs> and here we are announcing to the world exactly the day we're going to go hit Syria. Um, but in any event, um, it, it's obviously one of the factors here that's uh, uh, holding back the equity market. It's injecting a whole new element of uncertainty. Um, there are you know, been an understanding that if Syria had crossed that line of using chemical weapons, that there would likely be a response. But in any event, uh, now that that moment is at hand, and it certainly does sound like a response is coming, um, the concern for the market is really, you know, could it eventually explode into a larger conflict in the key oil-producing region of the Middle East. Um, and you're seeing that reflected in oil prices today. Um, and it's, you know, uh, it's just in a period like this where, like you mentioned, you know, trading conditions are thin. Um, no one's really looking to take a whole lot of risk at this point. It's certainly a headline that's going to make you feel a lot less, a lot more risk-averse. And uh, you're seeing that reflected in falling equity prices right now. <laughs> So I think the second biggest story of the day has to be Jack Lew and the United States government with the Obama administration and the Congress. House Speaker John Boehner said last month the Republicans not going to increase the debt ceiling without cuts in spending. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew um, said we're not going to negotiate over this. Is this going to be a problem in September? 
Yeah, well, I mean, you said it, Rob. I mean, that, that's a key headline here, and uh, I would inject that. Uh, that headline also came out yesterday uh, right about the same time Secretary Kerry was, was speaking. So there's some, some questions as to whether which really was the more, you know, uh, impactful headline. But uh, sure. when you put them together, though, it's, you know, again, it's one more element of uncertainty, and we do think that uh, the notion that, a debt ceiling debate is going to go up to the last minute because neither side is going to really want to uh, concede other sides the other side's um, positions. Um, it, it you know could get uh, you know a little bit dicey, and so uh, September is certainly shaping up. It seems from a headline perspective to be uh, a volatile month, uh, and you're starting to see that reflected in rising prices in the CBOE volatility index. Um, and again, when there's a, uh, a lot of uncertainty in the marketplace, uh, particularly after you've seen a big move in equity prices, the general response tends to be to pull back, take some money off the table, uh, and wait to see what happens. And I think that's what you're seeing unfolding uh, in recent weeks here. Speaking with Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com, he is Chief Market Analyst. Speak with him every Tuesday at 7.30 Pacific Time. Home prices, the third headline that I jumps out this morning, increased at an alarmingly high rate, rising 12.2% in the year, ended in May, biggest gain since March 2006. I struggle to try to explain to people that you need wage inflation to go with home price inflation, but in California, there's a saying, real estate always goes up. Uh, yeah. so, thoughts? Well, unless you have a um, financial crisis of epic proportions, uh, so barring that, then you're 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 probably on the mark there, and that you do see a uh, historical trend that you know real estate prices do tend to rise uh, on a pretty steady basis. But you know, we think it is somewhat reflective of you know the the speculative flare that's kind of hit the housing market here with uh, mortgage rates being so low for so long, and prices haven't gotten so beaten down uh, that. You had, um, you know, invest, investors out there, if you will, you know, hedge funds and the like, which had a lot of cash reserves and had the capability to come in and scoop up these properties, and it just kind of touched off a, a firestorm of, of investment speculation, which, you know, generally doesn't, uh, you know, end well in a lot of respects. But uh, you're seeing that reflected in these large year-over-year price increases in certain markets, like you mentioned, California and Las Vegas, and. Um, and, and some of these hard-hit areas uh, during the, uh, the housing meltdown. And so, um, you know, we don't think that you're going to see this pace of price appreciation persist because you do start to have headwinds now from rising mortgage rates, and you're starting to see investors pull back because I think they're beginning to recognize that their own actions have driven prices higher in some markets, that so high in some markets that it's no longer advantageous for them to come in and try and, uh, and buy homes at those prices and then try to rent them out. So, um, so you're likely to see a little bit of that slowdown as uh, there's a lack of um, uh, distressed properties and a lack of participation in there from the investment community. Some people try to talk about real estate and saying it's a pendulum. When it starts to move, it gains momentum, then it starts to taper off, then it starts to slowly go down, and it starts to gain momentum on the downside, and then back and forth. Um, right now, we're hearing a lot about hedge funds buying houses in cash. 29% of all house deals are done in cash. Is that a sign that it's the end of the up cycle, or are you not willing to say that? Um, you know, I don't. I don't think we're willing to say that because you, you, it, to the extent that you continue to get 
you know, some improvement in the labor market, right? And you get mm-hmm. some, you know, modest improvement in wage income. Um, and when people take a step back and they do realize that mortgage rates, while they have come up noticeably in, you know, recent months, they are still, you know, at historically, you know, low levels, all things considered. And, and um, you know, you factor those those elements in, and uh, and there is a basis to think that, you know, home sales can continue to rise, but we do think that you're going to see that pace of appreciation slow, uh, you know, because you're not going to get as much participation, like you said, from uh, from these hedge fund investors. Um, and, you know, if anything, you know, you might get a little bit uh, more stable market here that, you know, perhaps lends some confidence to that individual uh, buyer who's been, you know, a little bit you know, fearful of jumping in now given the, the large price gains they've seen. But if you can get things kind of settling down here, both in terms of mortgage rates and uh, and price increases, uh, it might bring in some marginal buying that sort of, you know, keeps this housing market supported. But um, but probably, you know, I don't think you're going to see the, you know, the housing sector itself uh, drive uh, – Overall GDP growth, uh, as or has contributed as much, anyways, it has in uh, in recent years. You know, as this uh, stabilization occurs. Now, I always read your materials. I always read Jeff Rosen's materials at Briefing.coms. Who should we be pointing to, or who would you like to point us to that you really like their insights? If we were to say you were to go to that page first. Well, right. Well, you know, Briefme.com has uh, several different layers of its subscription service. We have our InPlay service, our InPlay Plus, and our Trader service. And so, um, you know, there are some um, really good traders we have in-house here that uh, cater to the day trading community. Uh, they file under tickers, symbols known as uh, ScalpX and ChartX. Uh, they do a lot of technically driven trading action and will target specific entry and exit points. So if you're, you know, in that day trading community, those are two uh, traders we'd certainly be following. And then on the InPlay Plus side, I have an analyst by the name of Jim Bush. Uh, he's a senior analyst here who writes our emerging growth column uh, based on a number of quantitative uh, factors he's, he's put together to identify some uh, good emerging growth uh, stocks, not just not referencing emerging markets, but in, you know, stocks that are kind of flying below the radar and, and look to have some good growth potential. So he's certainly, you know, one of the analysts here that uh, uh, would behoove your listeners and, and anyone else really to follow, I think, if they came and, uh, and subscribed to Briefing.com's InPlay Plus service. We've got about two minutes left. You just mentioned briefly emerging markets. If you have a 10-year, 30-year time horizon, emerging markets, is it a good time? Because today was a rough day on India, Indonesia, the Philippines, Thailand. It's a lot of volatility. Yeah, there's certainly a lot of volatility, but, you know, under the parameters you just laid out, a 10-year to 30-year time horizon, say, absolutely, you know, the emerging markets are going to continue to be uh, a growing presence here, and as as more, you know, consumers there move up the income chain, if you will, and, and the rise of the middle class in those areas is going to uh be a good growth area for U.S. multinationals. And, you know, when we talk about this emerging market volatility, well, we saw that obviously in the late 90s. It, it does happen. It's almost a cyclical event, if you will. But these countries are getting a little bit better uh, in terms of managing their finances, uh, not being so beholden to fixed exchange rates, uh, that they should be able to, you know, come through this storm eventually and provide a, you know, a good investment opportunity for someone with such a long-term time horizon. <laughs> Thanks very much. It's Patrick O'Hare with Briefing.com. He's the Chief Market Analyst. 
We hit four pretty big concepts there. If you didn't grasp those, go to the podcast, www.kdow.biz or Apple iTunes, Rob Black, your money. Consume it. He's a smart guy. I don't hang on every word, but every word he says has something powerful in it. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Rob Black, your money on the Wall Street Business Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.